0: you want a theory on everything and yet you want to say this is one question we will not ask and we are sure to find the answer that is not rational that is a dogma it is fine to say we will ask these questions and we will be able to prove it that is fine but to say we will not ask these questions Because they do not come under the realm of physics, assumptions are the problem. And so, friends, science too faces the same problem. Dogma is possible in every human being. You have to be open, open to see a problem if it is science. Don't just bite blindly. That is as bad as buying spiritual bullshit blindly. And be open. Just because someone is good in math doesn't mean he's right. Einstein, till he died, did not accept the quantum view of the world, in spite of the math, because it went against his experience. So experience does matter. You may not be able to prove it to another, but the person can prove it to himself. That was the relationship between my master and me. I didn't buy what he said till I experienced it. So on one hand, you have people who are into belief in God. And on the other, the scientific community says, we will just assume Everything can be measured and proved within the current spectrum of physics So I consider both as dogmas Now let me explain it was a little heavy Once in a while we need to go deep to understand Now you all must be familiar with the famous concept of Maya They say it means illusion the real meaning of the word maya is measurement so this maya or measurement at work let's see at this let's look at this maya as the effects of measurement and not jump into philosophy of the word maya because we are trying to understand and not jump to conclusions the world in which we live called the classical world Where you can be only at one place, at one time is a result of the faculty of measurement at a deeper level, subtle level, which is the more real world. There is no certainty The things are not so mechanical. So the world we see is called a product of Maya because it is the world of measurement. This world disappears for the one who has experienced and understood this as a fact. That is what they say as being aware. But in the Tantra world, I am talking of real masters. They will never even talk about it. Forget about books. So in the Tantra world, we do series of experiments to experience these laws. Uncertainty principle, duality of nature and transcend them. The tantras exist for this. And just like with unfinished theory of relativity, unfinished quantum mechanics, they have made nuclear bombs, rockets, internet without full realization of tantra. Lot of bullshit happens. Like Tantra, yoga also talks of Siddhis. Powers include all the concepts of today, of increasing your mass to infinity, of becoming smaller than an atom, of being at many places at the same time, time travel, but at the same time, masters will tell you, it's a lie, because it is. The only truth is truth. If you look at theory of Samakya, which is the grandfather of mathematics and empirical science, it says there is consciousness called Purusha and there is the universe, the created world, Prakriti, from which the whole evolution has happened. They were not interested in theories of the Big Bang. They were interested in testing out their knowledge of how Prakriti works through their many methods. Yoga is a product of samkhya darshan. The sutras are the equations they need to be realized. Theory needs to be validated within the researcher so they do not create the equations they kept coming up with applications and their approach was okay so i created this now let me create the next level so their failures and successes were not successes were not about telling something to the world or getting a nobel it was about reaching the ultimate truth they were experimentalists experientialists that is the approach of Tantra let me close this blog sharing a research finding a study was done with a group of 21 hardcore Sanskrit scholars who chanted 12 to 15 hours a day learning Vedas and other Sanskrit chanting They had been doing this from the age of four to seven. They took two groups. One group, the control group, was a group of normal people. The other was the group with Vedic chants in Sanskrit. They did MRI scans and found that chanting Vedic mantras increases the size of the brain regions associated with cognitive function. The hippocampus, responsible for short and long-term memory and spatial patterns, was bigger. The right temporal cortex, responsible for speech, was bigger. The overall grey matter was 20% higher in the subject group. So yes, Einstein's brain must have been a little different. I hope there's, this is something you could all absorb. So more on yantras in my next blog. Lots of love, Bharat Thakur.